What's going on, people? It's Yabai Kalechi back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves in the best way that you can. I hope y'all are taking the breaks that you need from all the information that is coming out from everywhere. And I hope y'all are doing good. I hope y'all are doing good. We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about. We got some good news concerning the labor market, but also some bad news concerning the labor market. We have some wonderful news when it comes to a lot of the actions that companies are taking in light of the events that's going on. And then we have some really, really interesting and weird things that are going on in the stock market that I think you guys should be aware of. And it leads into a discussion about something that I've mentioned before, but I've never really gone into depth about. But let's start at the beginning. Let's start with the good news. The good news is out of nowhere, where nobody expected this, out of nowhere, the unemployment rate actually fell. So it was expected that the unemployment rate was going to hit 20%. Remember last uh, last month it was at about 14.7%. But instead of adding another 8 million jobs of losses, we actually added jobs. We actually had a 2.5 million job gain last in the month of May, which is extremely, extremely unexpected. Nobody expected this. It caught analysts by surprise. It caught those uh, economists by surprise. Nobody expected this. And nobody can really say why this happened. Uh, some of the regions that had some of these jobs come back was some places as the economy started opening back up, they started allowing people go back to go back to work. For example, in the leisure and hospitality uh, sector, for example, hotels, Airbnb, those kind of things, all of a sudden when the, uh, when the economy opened back up, all of a sudden they were allowed to go back to work. A lot of people were getting hired back and a lot of people were able to go back to work. In those, in those industry, about 1.2 million jobs were added back in leisure and hospitality. Government work saw uh, 585,000 jobs lost, however. So this is still good news. It's so, it's so good news to see that, um, to see jobs being added back. We need this news. We need more of these positive news. However, however, this is, this is all good, but still the, still, there is still a problem. Uh, as Song Wan Soon, a, a Loyola Marymount University professor says, it will take years, probably a decade to get back to where we were at the end of last year year so by no means are we just saying okay we're back to normal everything is going is trending back positively that's not the case at all actually there's still 21 million americans who are still out of work 10.6 million are working part-time in other words they're still reporting that they're working but that's really should be reflected in the unemployment number and another 4.4 million are entirely out of work so we still have a lot of people who are still in this unemployment market and then there's even a stat that was given here where of the of the 21 million people it also doesn't take into consideration the 1.5 million people who just straight up have given up searching for a job right now because some people have given up because they're just down on their luck like nobody is hiring and or on the other side they're just waiting for their company to open back up so i would say take this number with a grain of salt even though the stock market didn't do that. Take this number with a grain of salt. It does not mean that the economy is start to, starting to roll back to normal. We still have a lot of businesses that are filing for unemployment. I mean, a report just came out today saying that about 25,000 businesses are not going to report or have filed for bankruptcy or have closed their doors. So 
we still have a long, long road ahead of us. I know you wouldn't expect that when you look at the stock market and we'll talk about that in a minute, but we still have a long economic road ahead of us when it comes to having jobs back. And jobs are the key metric when it comes to having economic growth. It doesn't matter how good you're doing as far as any other thing. It doesn't matter how well you have money going to people's pockets. If people don't have money in their pockets to be able to spend, that means that's somebody else's paycheck that is not being paid. And that's more jobs and more companies and more businesses that is having to close down because of that. So hopefully we can recover from this relatively quickly. But from here, I just wanted to highlight a few good things that I've been seeing recently, a few notes from the business world that I've been seeing that I'm paying very close attention to as it comes due to all the protests, due to the Black Lives Matter movement, due to everything that we know that's going on with racial unrest. And I'm trying to see how our business is going to step up to try and fill that gap and give the black community equity in the game, give the black community an opportunity to go into the game. And the first thing I saw when I was looking at that, and, and the reason why I'm paying attention to that is in the United States, I, I put a post up on Instagram about this. In the United States, money is everything. Money is the loudest tool, is the loudest voice in any room. So when I start seeing businesses and funds start supporting black businesses or I start seeing investment agencies and investment funds actually trying to support black businesses and those kind of things and ensure that black entrepreneurs can make it further down the road, then I can say, okay, we're making progress. I mean, of course, we also need uh, governmental ish, uh, governmental policies and those kind of things, but America is a, a nation built on dollars. So if more money is being put into those things and more money is being aimed at those things, then we'll start seeing those results that we are hoping for. Then we'll start seeing uh, a lot more uh, parity in the market, a lot more diversity in the market. And the first one I want to talk about is this SoftBank. SoftBank, if y'all don't know, SoftBank is literally the largest venture capital fund in the world. And they just announced that they are dedicating a $100 million or launching a $100 million fund to back companies that is led by people of color. SoftBank COO Marcelo Clojure said in an an, a letter to employees on Wednesday that the firms will create the firm will create a hundred million dollar fund that will only invest in companies led by founders and entrepreneurs of color. She said the Opportunity Growth Fund, which is what it's called, will be the biggest fund providing capital to Black Americans and people of of color. We believe in this investment strategy and we believe in these founders. This is very important, especially for any black tech entrepreneur out there. Like black tech entrepreneurs have a long road whenever it comes to them trying to get investors, whenever it comes to trying to get capital. It, the disparity is unbelievable when you look at the range at which black entrepreneurs are able to get venture capitalists to invest in them. It's a massive range of just massive disparity between those who get it and those who don't. So this is a great move by SoftBank, but this is not the only move that I saw that I wanted to share with everybody. Bank of America also announced a one billion four-year commitment to support economic opportunity initiatives. They said that the program will be focused on assisting people and communities of color that have experienced a greater impact from the health crisis. Uh, the, the CEO, Brian Munihan, 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 I don't know, underlying economic and social disparities 
that exist have accelerated and intensified during the global pandemic. The events of the, of the past week have created a sense of true urgency that has arisen across our nation, particularly in view of the racial injustices we have seen in the communities we work and live. We all need to do more. Basically saying, hey, this is our effort to try and do more in these communities that have been hit way harder than any other community. In case you don't know, if you haven't listened to any of my podcasts in the past, the black community has been largely devastated by the coronavirus situation. A lot of people are saying, oh, it's hitting everybody the same rate. It's hitting everybody the same rate, but that's not true. Unemployment in the black community is higher than any other community. I think right now it's at about 40 something percent where in every other community it's below that 20% range. So it's hitting them the most. And then of course, you also have the death rate for uh, of those who contract um, coronavirus is a lot more higher in the African-American community than any other community. So this is hitting the African-American community very, very hard. The next one that I want to talk about that I really like to see is the U.S. Chamber of Commerce came out and the president of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce came out and released a letter. Her name is Suzanne Clark. And that letter, she said, the senseless death of George Floyd, George Floyd, has called renewed attention to the inequality and injustice in America. We stand in solidarity against racism and advocate for diversity, equity, and inclusion in our society and economy. As a nation, we must address this issue with a robust plan of action. Now, this is a big deal because the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is the largest business organization in the world. In other words, they can push a lot of things to ensure that it gets done in different communities. It's a big deal that they are finally standing up and launching different initiatives or starting to discuss launching initiatives to ensure that the black community is in such in such isolation from seeing the wealth of this nation, that they are not being left out as the nation comes out of this recession, and which is a good thing, which hopefully it will be a good thing. But again, as I'll say, and I'll take a note before we go into any other ones that I'm going to show y'all. Talk is great. We've heard talk before. But what we want to see is action to follow up this talk. Like some of these things is great. Like SoftBank announcing this $100 million fund is great. But they don't, they, have, they don't have any specifics for it yet. Bank of America, the same thing. There are no specifics to go with it. U.S. Chamber of, of Commerce they haven't announced any specifics to go with this. So the talk is great, but at the same time, everybody is in under pressure to talk right now with how intensified everything is right now. But the question is, what is the actions that's going to take place in three months from now, four months from now, next year, the year after next? Like, is this actually going to be followed through or is this just going to be talk? And then after this, we won't see any action that follows it up. So that's just something that I keep keeping in mind when I read any of these things. It's great. It's great to see. But at the same time, I just want to see more action. I just want to actually see the action that follows it up. And then the other one that Visa, Visa, everybody knows Visa. It's all everybody basically uses Visa or MasterCards at this point. They established a black scholars and jobs program and they will give about 10 million. They'll create a $10 million fund to create a dedicated Visa scholarship assistant program over the next five years, specifically for college bound black and African-American students. Upon graduation, all recipients who have met their commitments will be guaranteed a full-time job. Yo, 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 yo. If you listening to me right now and you black 
and you in high school or you are a parent of somebody in high school or you know somebody who is about to be in high school or is getting ready for college, you need to go look up this Visa Black Scholars and Jobs program because look, it's saying that just by you getting into the scholar program when you're in high school, I didn't even read this all the way. I didn't even read, now I'm looking at this, I'm like, what the? You are guaranteed a job with Visa? Yo, if you hear in my voice and you know any of these students, let them know about this. Share it, it is important. This definitely helps. Share this thing with people. This is for the next five years. Share this thing. Share it with people. And then the final one I want to touch on was the fact that IBM says no mass to facial recognition. IBM just said, hey, we're no longer in the facial recognition business until we can give some kind of criteria for facial recognition. So the IBM CEO came out and said his name is Krishna. Krishna Arvind Krishna, Arvind Krishna. He came out and said, IBM firmly opposes and will not condone users of any facial recognition technology, including facial recognition technology offered by other vendors for mass surveillance, racial profiling, violation of basic human rights and freedom, or any purpose which is not consistent with our values. We believe now is the time to begin a national dialogue on whether and how facial recognition technology should be employed by domestic law enforcement agency. Why this is a big deal is because one, we're already pushing into this world of like facial recognition and like having it in more places. There was this whole thing that happened a while back between Amazon and its workers because they didn't, they're in, its engineers, they didn't want to offer that service to the government. Amazon of course did because guess what? At the end of the day, it's America profits over anything. Uh, and those kind of things have been, there's been a battle going back and forth. Now, why this is a big deal that the IBM CEO is coming out and saying this is in case you don't know, facial recognition right now, even though it has improved over the years, it has a massive flaw. A 17% of the US population flaw. What do I mean by that? It cannot recognize people of color properly. It does not recognize people of color, especially black people properly. Facial recognition has failed in that aspect. It does not, it just does not do a good job. And so a lot of the time what ends up happening is racial profiling is done very heavily against that community. A lot of people mistaken identity is very heavily against the African American community. And so them coming out and saying, Hey, until we can get this thing under lock and key under wraps and we can actually do this thing fully we should not we need to put this we need to pull back we need to pull back of giving these tools to the government to kind of exasperate and make the problem worse so that's a big deal that they that they're coming out and saying this that they're that ibm is coming out and saying hey and they have one of the biggest facial recognition technology out there right now and so with them pulling back and saying hey we're not doing this right now that's a huge force of reckoning that's gonna be that's gonna send ripples through the industry. So I really, really liked that news. I'm a tech head. I have to throw one tech thing in there, you know. Anyway, the other thing is this is a public service announcement for everybody and anybody, for all of us who have been going out to protest and all these other things. Go get tested for COVID. COVID has not disappeared. COVID is still very much available. It's good what you're doing to make yourself to play a big role in pushing forward for uh, equality. But it's also important for you to take care of yourself and your family. 
So go get yourself tested and make sure that everything is still copacetic with you. And if, again, if you don't feel good, as much as you want to be a part of the move, you going out and giving everybody else COVID is not the move. So if you don't feel good, go get tested, stay home, stay home, stay home, stay home. So it's very important that we keep that in mind as we continue to push forward in this fight. And it's so it's so intriguing to me that a letter, an open letter that was sent out concerning people were like, oh, COVID-19, like, should people still be protesting? A group of 100, what was it? I think it was 1,288 public health profession and infectious disease professions and community stakeholders came out and said, hey, this is a good movement. We are in support of people fighting for racial in, uh, racial justice or racial inequality in America or fighting against racial inequality in America. And they signed this document. It's like 1,200. It just goes on page after page after page of names of names. It's 1,288 people. That's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. But yeah, they're just saying, hey, take all the precautions you need to take. You know, in other words, wear gloves, wear masks whenever you go out to, um, to demonstrate. And then the main thing was a lot of people were like, oh, so you're just saying this thing is, you're, why are you pushing off on COVID-19 when you've been telling businesses to stay shut? They were like, yo, this is an actual public health issue. It's actually worse and contributes to the problems that we have with COVID-19 right now. Racial injustice and white supremacy has contributed to the problems and exasperated the problems that we see in the black community as far as COVID-19 is concerned. So they see it as a bigger deal that definitely people should keep protesting and definitely people should keep staying active on it. So that was something that I found that was really, really cool. And then some more good news. Let's finish this out with some good news. So Airbnb just announced that they're seeing all kinds of surge in demand for their rental properties. Like all of a sudden they said that there's been a huge spike in rental property uh, reservations. The CEO came out and said, uh, Brian Chesky, who is the CEO of Airbnb, came out and said, people are after people after being stuck in their homes for a, a few months do want to go out of their house that's really really care but they don't necessarily want to get on an airplane and are not yet comfortable leaving their countries so what does this mean for airbnb this is a win this is a massive win for airbnb not only airbnb but also we had the report uh, an earnings report from a company called thor industries they make rvs and the ceo said Despite this being one of the most unusual quarters I have ever experienced, I am pleased to report that we were profitable and generated positive net cash from operations. Our financial position has remained strong as a result of the numerous management-led actions that were exec executed quickly in conjunction with our temporary plan plant shutdowns in mid-March. So what does this all mean? Like basically, it's just like the Airbnb CEO said. Basically, people want to get out of their house. People are so tired of staying at home. People want to leave their house. However, comma, people don't want to go far away. People will rather go to like a town that's about four to five hours away from them, get some kind of Airbnb, stay there for like a weekend, a beach vacation type of thing, but not necessarily get on an airplane. People are still very much afraid of getting on an airplane and flying anywhere because in an airplane, you all them germs that always is up in the air in the airplanes. Nobody wants to get on that. So it's massive. It's a big deal. And it shows that maybe, just maybe, we're going to continue to see 
people be antsy for other things. So people are trying to say, does this mean that if we're seeing this kind of movement in the hospitality and in the RV industry, are we going to see this also in the sporting industry? Are people going to be willing to go to sporting events again? Or are they still going to be scared of going to that because there's just so many people there? So they're trying, people are, the, the economists are trying to weigh the options of how is this going to play out on the back end? How is this going to turn out when we are coming out of this whole lockdown situation or as we come out of this whole lockdown situation? The next one I have for y'all is something that I mentioned at the very beginning of the show. And it's literally just how the stock markets have just exploded. Like literally makes no sense. But the smart stock market, just what? This week, the NASDAQ hit a record, new record high. The S&P 500, you know, the S&P 500 and the Dow are very, are like 2% off of their all-time highs. But the thing is, the thing to keep in mind when you keep looking at this stock market things is most of the market, especially when you look at the S&P 500, the Dow Jones and the NASDAQ are extremely weighted, overweight, in my opinion, by companies like Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, Alphabet and Google, you know, the fam stock. And we really got to find another way of calling these stocks something else because we can't be calling them fam. What about, uh, fan? Uh, what about gamf? Magamf? I don't know. I don't know. I can't come up with anything. But yeah, it's so overrated. About 20% of the SP 500 is just those companies. So basically, as those companies goes, so goes the S&P 500. And we saw it this week where those five companies hit all-time highs. And so the S&P 500 inched so much closer to its to its previous all-time high. In other words, it's capturing and recovering very, very quickly. Very quickly. And that's not a good thing because if these companies fail, it means that the entire stock market is going to fail. That's the problem because it's so overweight to these companies that any move these companies make, if they succeed or if they fail, it's not good. Now, that's not to say that I don't like these companies because you guys know I'm a Microsoft stan. I'm a Microsoft stan. I love Microsoft. Apple does great things as well. Amazon was benefiting from the coronavirus pandemic. Facebook, everybody jumped on Facebook once they didn't have anything else to do. And plus, you remember Facebook owns WhatsApp and also owns Instagram. And what was everybody doing just a few days ago? Everybody was on Instagram posting blackout pictures for Blackout Tuesday and those type of things. So it's seen an improved level of use. And even Google, everybody just, you know, YouTube, everybody's on YouTube all the time right now. So we're seeing these these five stocks really just catapult the market to all time highs. But on the other side of these things, we're also seeing something very stupid happening right now. Something that just makes just makes me want to pull my hair out when I see this. When I saw this, I was like, what is wrong with people? And I was like, this is why most people should not be doing, should not be investing. But then I read more and I found out the type of people that were doing this kind of investment. So companies that are going bankrupt. Remember JCPenney that we talked about last week that's going bankrupt or filed bankruptcy? Yeah, its stock just hit a record high. Hertz, another company, that a rental car company, if you guys don't know what Hertz is, a rental car company, they also filed for bankruptcy and their stock hit a record high as well. That does not make any sense. That does not make any sense at all. Why are companies that are filing for bankruptcy, another one, to give you another one, Chesapeake Energy Corporation is another one 
that is filing for bankruptcy in the coming months, its stock just shot up 181%. And so, yeah, it's like, wait, what the freak is going on right now? Like, why are these businesses that are filing for unemployment, or not unemployment, my bad, filing bankruptcy, all of a sudden seeing a massive spike? And a study was found that most of this was being done by retailers, retail investors. When they talk about retail investors, that's you and I. That's us that own a Robinhood account and we're out over here buying stocks and all these things. You People like you and I are over here just looking for the cheapest stock to own. We're just going on Robinhood and like, oh, what's cheap? And buying and buying and buying it. Now, this is something called speculating. In the investment world, it's called speculating. Basically, it's gambling. It's basically just putting your stock into some, putting your money into some stock and just hoping, hoping that it will go up, hoping that it will recover at some day or point. Not looking at the the business itself, not looking at the business, only playing the stock market for the numbers. And I want to remind everybody, do not speculate. Please do not be one of these people because a lot of it, what they also found was a lot of it is people who needed their sport sports betting fix so without sports right now people can't bet on sports and because people can't bet on sports they're going they're rushing to the stock market to get their fix of gambling so i'm begging you guys if you're hearing my voice right now don't spec you don't do any kind don't don't be buying these kind of stocks don't don't do that don't do that that's a very very ridiculous and foolish move to be buying these stocks don't don't speculate don't gamble when it comes to investing there's a key difference between investing and speculation investing is when you look at a business and you you are assured that you're going to get some kind of uh, return that's an investment like i look at microsoft and i'm like you know what i'm going to make some kind of money on microsoft because i know they they are a good business but when I look at Hertz, when I look at Carnival Cruises, when I look at those businesses, their business model, their balance sheets is not something that I want to be a part of. That is a, a risky bet. And that feels like my money is just going to be wasted if I put it into any of those companies. Maybe not Carnival Cruises. Carnival Cruises has a more, more likely chance of recovery. But companies like Hertz that already had previous issues and it's not because of coronavirus that they're in the boat that they're in right now or jc penny that had other issues or macy's that have a plethora of issues those are not the companies that i want to be a part of right now i don't want to put my money into that because at that point i'm gambling my money away i'd rather put my money towards companies like apple towards companies like microsoft realty income corp southern company bank of america disney walmart kroger Costco, like there's so many other companies, Pepsi, that I'll put my company into, my money into, before I'll start thinking about putting it into other risky bets. So I will implore you guys, please, and we'll talk about speculating, how you know you're speculating. Because part of the problem is a lot of these people, a lot of new investors think that they're actually investing. You're not. You're gambling. Just looking on Robin Hood's list of Oh, what are the stocks below $20 and then buying a few of them because you recognize the name is not how you invest. That's stupid. That's how you throw money away. Don't do that. Don't do that. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all today. 
I hope y'all learned something out of this. We'll just quick recap of everything that we talked about. First of all, unemployment dropped from 14.7% to 13.3%. However, that is cute, but we still have over 20 million people that are out of the job. And this is not a sign of the economy starting to recover. It just shows that a little bit came back when the economy opened back up. We talked about all the moves that businesses are making to try and help the African-American community. We talked about SoftBank with their new $100 million fund. We talked about Bank of America with their $1 billion initiative for the next four years. We talked about the US Chamber of Commerce and how they're gonna try and push forward and have more diversity and inclusion with different businesses. And then we talked about Visa and how you need to tell every college or college bound or high school student that you know to go ahead and apply for the scholarship so that they can guarantee themselves a job when they come out. And then we hit on IBM and what IBM announced with the fact that they are stepping out of the uh, facial recognition game until we can figure out some rules and laws that have to be abided by by uh, by by law enforcement to make sure that they are not using it as a as a means of racial profiling. And then we t- I reminded you guys to go get yourself checked out if you've been protesting because we don't need you spreading COVID to anybody else. And then we talked about some more positive news in the fact that a- Airbnb has seen an uptick in reservations and bookings of late. We used Thor to talk about how people are in a rush to get out of their house, but not necessarily to get on a plane. So they're buying more RVs, which is special because I ain't getting on no RVs. And then finally, we talked about how the stock market is really being shaped by five main companies, the five big tech companies. You have Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, aka Google, and Facebook that are really controlling the market right now. No, Google, I don't want to talk to you. And then finally, we talked about the fact that there's a lot of... I'll be here when you need me. Yeah. And we talked about the fact that... A lot of people are gambling in the market now. A lot of new investors are jumping into the market and that's why we're seeing some some of the crazy movement that we're seeing in the market and they're buying the worst stocks to buy. Companies that are literally declaring bankruptcies of the companies that people are investing in. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all today. I hope you learned one, maybe two things out of this whole thing. And most of all, like I said at the beginning, we're gonna keep talking about this links down in the description and links in the show notes of ways that you can continue to donate and you can continue to push this movement forward further we don't want it to be just a weekend thing we don't just want it to be a social media thing we want this to actually drive change in the communities that we live in and then also have those conversations get with people that you don't know or not people that you don't know people you do know and ask them hey what exactly is going on with the situation right now but anyway it's been your boy Kalechi. I hope y'all enjoyed this, and I'm going to talk to y'all next time. God bless each and every single one of y'all, and I'm out. Peace.